This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Welcome back again. I'm still here, Sensei Michelle, your host. Here's Sensei Jackie. And I'm still Landon. And we still have Sensei James. Say hi, Sensei. Us. Hi, Sensei. (laughs) (laughs) So, we left off on uh, Musashi and how he had just won his last battle with Kojiro with that blow to the head. And then Musashi retired. In retirement, he wrote two really well-known documents. One is the Book of Five Rings, Go Rin, No Show. And if I have my facts straight, Sensei James, you actually have that book on audio. I do, Sensei. It's quite the uh, fun listen, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I wrote here in my notes, very hard to follow. It's the kind of book you could listen to four or five times and learn every single time. It is. You know, as much as I love reading, I feel like if I sat down and I read this one, I wouldn't understand a single word. So I'm glad I have somebody pronouncing everything correctly and reading it into my ear as I listen to. But yes, you do learn something every time you listen to it. It's just very hard to understand. Uh, In this book and all your different listenings, what have you taken away that you find really interesting? Well, I feel like there are pieces and bits that you could take out that you could apply not only to your martial arts, but you could apply to everyday general life as well. One of my favorite quotes is, step by step, walk the thousand mile road, study strategy over the years and achieve the spirit of the warrior. Today is victory over yourself of yesterday. Tomorrow is your victory over lesser men, which I feel that's something you can really take away in in really everyday life. I 100% agree. And If we broke that down again, even on this little podcast, how many times have we said that it's really important to focus on the minute that you're in? Yes. And one of my other favorite excerpts from the book, I love key eyes, as you know me, Sensei. (laughs) And there's a little bit where he talks about the three different key eyes or three shouts. You're going to have to check out our key eye podcast then. I did. I did, as a matter of fact. It's really, I I enjoyed it. (laughs) What does he say? He talks about how the key eyes, you have three different key eyes. You key eye at the start of a battle as loudly as possible. During the fight, the voice is low pitched, shouting as we attack. And then after the contest, we shout in the wake of our victory. These are the three shouts. Now that is a really, really cool take on it. Yes, because the first key eye is the war cry which is exactly what I thought because we discussed that when we did our little bit of research on the ki. And then it's that guttural ki as you're going through. But I wonder what the victory war cry or the victory ki would be. Would sound like? Yes. Hmm. I guess different for different people. And not to go off on ki's here, but I do have a, a nice little frame from Master Collegian that he gave at the Fort Myers tournaments. And I'll never forget this. And I think I've always applied this to my key eyes. But it says on there, key eye with the eyes as if looks could kill. And nice. I, I love I love that phrase. I love that saying. And, and I've always tried to apply that to my key eyes. That's a great thing for you to give to our audience. Thank you for that. Yes. Yes. That's I wonder cool. what interpretation you have in your Audible book, James, because the book was first interpreted in 1974. There was a man who recently interpreted the book and his name is Stephen J. Kaufman. Many people have written online that this book, it is an interpretation, but what he did with it is he tried to make it so that the concepts 
were understandable. And I would like to take a look or a listen to his version just to find out if it is more comprehensive, more intelligible. Yes. To a, a person who was just listening, who wasn't at battle at age 13, because if he wrote this book at 40, he had already been at war for 30 years by the time he made That's this right. idea. Us. You so, do right. have to keep an open mind for this book. And, and it's not a one read through. It's something you have to read through over and over and over and over. <laughs> Also, don't you find that you have favorite passages, so you'll sometimes just go to those? I do, yes. He breaks up the different chapters into elements, so you could kind of pick out, oh, well, I want to listen to the fire, or I want to listen to water, or uh, one I find most interesting, it's also the shortest one, is the void. Nice. And elements is coming up soon. Yes, it is. And when Miyamoto Musashi, when he retired, he attained his Buddhist name, took up Sumi, which is monochromatic ink painting. And when I read that, I said, wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's very thought provoking. Um, very different from what he had done before. But like all martial arts, he applied his same skills, his skill of focus, his skill of repetition, All the skills that he had put towards his sword fighting, he put towards his ink painting. Us, definitely. So I did do some research about his ink paintings. And there are some really cool ones. If you just type in Miyamoto Musashi ink paintings, there's a lot on Pinterest. And you can actually even buy them. So there's some really interesting ones. A lot of wildlife. But there's one called The Brush is the sword, Sword of Mine. And that one, I think, is is really cool. It looks like a guitar and a hakama. And it's a, it's a very cool painting. So if you want to see that, it's called The Brush is the Sword of the Mind by Miyamoto Musashi. I'm going to look that one up. Well, I know that his book, uh, The Book of Five Rings, has some interesting artwork on the cover. I wonder if that is one of his paintings. For those of you who are going to jump over and, and make a little comparison, if you look at the the different books by Master Collegian, almost all of them are artwork that he made, except, of course, his choke book, which is his hand on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that being quite the, uh, quite the big hand, quite the grip. <laughs> Up close and personal, that's just what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> now, supposedly, he wrote Aronin's 21 Rules. Laws of life. Sometimes it is called the Dakota, the way of walking alone or the way of self-reliance. And supposedly he wrote that in the weeks before his death. We're going to come back to that in just a minute, but I'm going to start by saying that he died of natural causes, either lung or possibly thoracic cancer, which I didn't even know cancers existed in the 1600s. Did you guys? No, but I think they probably just alluded to it from something that came in the present. They wouldn't have had anything called cancer back then. Uh, it was not classified as cancer. There was a different name for it. So that's just their modern interpretation is what you're saying. I believe so. Got it. I have to say as a warrior of his caliber, dying of natural causes actually is pretty amazing that he didn't die by the sword. And a legend has it that his death was a respectable warrior's death. There were three different accounts, three different opinions, and it was a long time ago. So I'm just going to leave it at that. But if you guys listen and you guys have an idea that your sources 
an excellent source on Musashi. And you want to tell us which one of the deaths we should take as the one that is the most accurate, please get in touch with us. And there are four ways to get in touch with us. Right, Landon? Us, Sensei. Would you like me to tell them? You uh, start us, Landon, and we'll pick up. Uh, so my favorite, and I think that this will be actually very cool, you can leave us a voicemail at 954-350-1915. And you can also text your story. Text messages and Facebook messages are the way most people send me their listener mail. And of course, the Facebook is Wildcat Dojo, as is the webpage, Wildcat Dojo. On the webpage, you need to click on the Dojo Conversations link. So we want you to go and look all over the webpage, but click on the Dojo Conversations link if you're looking for pictures of James or Landon's parents who were both on recently and so on and so forth. There's one more. Dojo Conversations at AOL.com. Send us a nice long email. That would be unusual. We would like to hear about you. We'd like to hear what you think of us. And we'd like to hear what you uh, would like to hear from us. Okay, we're going to travel back to the 21 precepts. And I've decided that what we're going to do is we're going to read them all out. Sensor Jackie, you start me out with one through five. Accept everything just the way it is. Do not seek pleasure for its own sake. Do not, under any circumstances, depend on a partial feeling. Think lightly of yourself and deeply of the world, and be detached from desire your whole life long. Okay, Sensei James, you want to pick it up? Uh, Sensei, do not regret what you have done. Never be jealous. Never let yourself be saddened by a separation. Resentment and complaint are never appropriate, neither for oneself nor others. Do not let yourself be guided by the feeling of lust or love. Okay, you got it, Landon. In all things, have no preferences. Be indifferent to where you live. Do not pursue the taste of good food. Do not hold on to possessions you no longer need. And do not act following customary beliefs. And I'm going to bring it home with these six. Do not collect weapons or practice with weapons beyond what is useful. Do not fear death. Do not seek to possess either goods or fiefs for your old age. Respect Buddha and the gods without counting on their help. You may abandon your own body, but you must preserve your honor. Never stray from the way. Okay, guys, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to go back through that list and pick out something that we really like. Oh, the first one really, really spoke to me. Accept everything just the way it is. And that's I think that has a lot to do, too, with the situation we're all in right now. I agree. I agree. One of the things we've said on this podcast many times is it is easier said than done. Yes. And accept everything the way it is is one of the ones that I think is easier to say than it is to do. And I want to give everybody trying to constantly find that center balance through this COVID-19 I don't even know what to call it anymore. It's not just a lockdown. It's just a whole life change. That's what it is. It's a whole life change. I really want to give you some credit for stepping up and, and finding your power and putting it together and accepting this is what we have to work with. Let's work with it. Us, I really like what you said. This one, I think, speaks to me just because I do this. Number 14, do not hold on to possessions you no longer need. Um, essentially... I don't know if this is the right word and what they mean by this, but don't be a hoarder. That's exactly what they mean by this. And I've noticed that the bulk 
pickup is huge. Uh, <laughs> when People are doing that. They're going through and getting rid of those possessions they don't need anymore. Us, Sensei Jackie and I were saying the other day, People are definitely doing a good job with getting their stuff gone. And in a time where you can't really go out in public, you learn what's really important to have and what's really not important. Yes, definitely. I like, think uh, lightly of yourself and deeply of the world. Oh, I like that one too. First off, let's just break that into two halves. People take themselves way too seriously. Yes. One of the things being a karate teacher by far and away has taught me is you're going to screw up now and then, so you might as well laugh with them. Yes. Not that that ever happens to you, James, in your dojo, but in my dojo, you know, sometimes a person spits when they speak or a little fart comes out or something. Something bad happens and you just have to take it lightly, right? Uh, sensei. <laughs> we have that happen plenty of times in our dojo. Don't worry. It's a normal, it's a normal thing. <laughs> normal thing but you might as well just laugh get on and just live for that moment have fun with the people who are with you and Uh, yet think deeply of the world i also like so that's a yin and a yang isn't it it is uh, us and i like the one that says resentment and complaint are appropriate neither for oneself nor for others he took a long way to say that complaining is a gigantic waste of time and resentment is a gigantic waste of mental space. Correct. That's a really, really good one for everybody, including me, to constantly keep it in their in the forefront of their mind. I sensei. Lots See, I left you guys speechless. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. It is a lot to think about. Isn't it? Okay, let's go on to look through and find one that we think either... It's just really hard to understand, or it doesn't even really apply in modern times. Even if on you were talking about respect Buddha and the gods without counting on their help, you could apply that to any religion. It doesn't have to be Buddha. He just happened to be a Buddhist. I don't think that he meant anything untowards towards another. Well, I wasn't there, so I don't know what he meant, but I'm just saying a person could apply that to whatever they felt was their higher power. That's correct. That's okay. In all things, have no preferences. That's a hard one, isn't it? That's that's kind of a brain twister there. Yes, but in the Book of Five Rings, doesn't he mention the empty circle? The empty circle. Because it's really a famous Zen story. And we've talked about it once or twice on the podcast. And that is the whole point of the empty circle. It's symbolic of the warrior needs to be everywhere, but attach nowhere. Hence the circle and its imperfectness, its imperfection, I should say, is symbolic of the imperfection of, of the human state. Again, like, accept things, all things the way they are, or whichever other one you want to pick. It's one of those things where you can go for it, but sometimes you're just going to be a human. That's right. That's what a lot of them are. I don't totally understand. Do not, under any circumstances, depend on a partial feeling. See, and I read that to mean don't doubt yourself. Oh, what do you think on that, James? Uh, I think I think that has to do with, you know, when you have a gut feeling about something, you should follow that gut feeling. If you kind of have a, mm, maybe, don't go with the, mm, maybe, go with the, for sure, I feel this is good, I feel this is right, let me go down this path. I agree. I think it means once you've decided, go. Right. Do it. Okay, Landon, that leaves you to give us one more. 
Us. I don't really understand the you may abandon your own body, but you must preserve your honor. Yes, see, now that is a tricky one. Landon, you were there when we recorded The Moral Code of the Samurai. And the, the main thing that I think that people get wrong when they're talking about justice, honor, and loyalty is they're thinking in their heads about it from the outside towards them, but actually in the samurai code and in modern times as well. And if you look it up in the dictionary, it will tell you that honor is to act honorably, not to be treated honorably. And justice is to act with a just attitude towards others, not that they have justice towards you. And so turn the tables on it and see, it, it kind of goes with the one where it says, do not fear death. When it's time uh -huh. to let go of the physical body, according to him and according to people who fought to the death on a regular basis, you have to be willing to let go of the physical body. But you're going to take your honorable comportment with you as you go. Us. And I, I mean, I'm not sure if this is related, but Northeast High School in Broward County, they are a big part of our Student Council Association here in South Florida. And their saying is leadership is action, not position. And I think, I don't know if they're going to hear this, they probably won't, but I really think that speaks to some of the things that we're talking about. I 100% agree. Yes. And in the last couple of podcasts, we were talking about Aristotle said, greatness is not an act, it's a habit. And that's one that is a similar thing that I like. It's just the person you become. It's not just one minute in your life that stands out among all other minutes. I think that's pretty much where we're going with all this. Do you guys agree? I guess I do. All right. Do you have anything last minute that you would like to add, James, about either the Book of Five Rings, Musashi's life, or even this um, 21 Precepts? Well, you mentioned the 21 precepts. Now, you said he wrote this right before the end of his life, correct? That's what they say. I see a lot of similarities of these 21 bits and what's actually in the Book of Five Rings. He says a lot of these same things. No, do not fear death. Never stray from the way. Us. Even the interesting one that I didn't mention. Do not collect weapons or practice with weapons beyond what is useful. Yeah, I love that one, don't you? Yes. Oh, it's us and say. That's a tricky it, one because we love weapons. We do. And he, <laughs> he does mention in his book as well, he says, never have a favorite weapon. Don't have a favorite weapon. Work all your weapons equally as much. <laughs> okay, but, but we all have favorite weapons. Uh, so secretly, <laughs> we all do. <laughs> or not so secretly. We just won't tell Musashi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he won't mind anymore, I don't, I don't think. So I'm going to make one more little joke. You know how people say about modern people, how they, they have to have everything in bullets because they don't have the focus to read the whole thing? Yes. He was doing that before it was popular, right? He took his whole book of five rings and dropped it down into 21 bullets. That's it. Nope. That's he, funny. Did. he really did. <laughs> that is a cool closer right there. Us. Anyway, James, did you know that I have a little store where you can buy bling? Really? No, I, did I use know. the word bling is sad, isn't it? <laughs> you're adapting to the time, Sensei. That's all right. We have flat t-shirts, um, mugs. We have bags. We have dog tags. It all says Wildcat Dojo on it. If you go Cafe Press, you either have to backslash or whatever their little gig is for Wildcat Dojo when my stuff comes up. We would love that if you guys went on and bought something. We would say thank you for that. 
And with that, I'm going to call it. I want to thank you, James. I knew we were going to have a great time with you, and I have had a great time. Us, definitely. Us, thank you. I really enjoyed it, and I hope someday I can be back on as well. Totally going to happen. Definitely. Us, thank you, Sensei. Goodbye, and come back soon. See you again on the next episode. I'm signing out. Who are you going to call for all your karate needs? Honor Athletics, of course. 770-945-5150, honorathletics.com. And hey, guys, don't forget to use the code WILDCATDOJO as you're checking out for your 10% discount. As always, thanks, Honor Athletics. I second that emotion. I second it. <laughs> thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.